Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for this evening and for bringing us safely to the end of the Sabbath. We pray that you increase our faith and our courage to serve you and to make decisions that will help us to land safely in heaven. Please impress in our hearts the lessons that you have for us. And thank you for hearing us. We pray in Jesus' name. Maranatha, November 8. Surprises when we get to heaven. The Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. Often we regard as hopeless subjects the very ones whom Christ is drawing to himself. Many will be in heaven who their neighbors supposed will never enter there. Man judges from appearance, but God judges the heart. Some among the redeemed will have laid hold of Christ in the last hours of life, and in heaven instruction will be given to these who, when they died, did not understand perfectly the plan of salvation. To Jesus in his agony on the cross, there came one gleam of comfort. It was the prayer of the penitent thief. In Jesus, bruised, mocked, and hanging upon the cross, he sees the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Hope is mingled with anguish in his voice as the helpless dying soul casts himself upon the dying Savior. Lord, remember me, he cries. When thou comest into thy kingdom, quickly the answer came, Verily I say unto thee today, Thou shalt be with me in paradise. Such faith may be represented by the eleventh-hour laborers who receive as much reward as do those who have labored for many hours. The thief asked in faith, in penitence, in contrition. He asked in earnestness as if he fully realized that Jesus could save him if he would. Those whom Christ commends in the judgment may have known little of theology, but they have cherished his principles. Among the heathen are those who worship God ignorantly, those to whom the light is never brought by human instrumentality, yet they will not perish. Though ignorant of the written law of God, they have heard his voice speaking to them in nature and have done the things that the law required. Their works are evidence that the Holy Spirit has touched their hearts, and they are recognized as the children of God. How surprised and gladdened will be the lowly among the nations and among the heathen to hear from the lips of the Savior. Inasmuch as you have done it unto one, unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. How glad will be the heart of infinite love, as his followers look up with surprise and joy at his words of approval. Amen. 
title of the devotion is Surprises When We Get to Heaven. It's a good thing to know that God in His infinite mercy knows how He judges people. And I think that's why we are told, judge not. Because if the judgment is left to us, there's a lot of information we don't have. So we can't make proper decisions and pass proper judgment because we don't know so many things. We don't know the secret intents of the heart. We don't know the motives. We don't know secret things that are done. So we can't just say this person is making it to heaven or this one is not. This is good. This person is a good person. This one is a bad person. You really don't know. I don't know you anymore than you don't know me. You don't know the secret things in my thoughts or even the secret practices I have. You don't know the motives that prompt the good or bad actions that I do. But God knows all these things and that's what makes him a perfect judge. Somebody may even do something bad. Let's look at Jacob for example. Jacob did something really bad. He had to leave his family and go to another place altogether. On his way to his uncle's house, Laban's house, he slept on the road. And that day God appeared to him in a ladder, not to justify his evil deed. But the way God treated him shows that God was not condemning him. He had a repentant heart, which you don't know, or Esau does not know. Anybody who looks at him will just say, this guy, this young man is a cheat. This young man is wicked. But we don't know his heart. God knew his heart and understood that he felt penitent for his sins. And he received forgiveness from God. You don't know my heart anymore than I don't know any other person's heart. They may do something evil presently and I may judge and say, oh, this person is such a wicked person, but I don't know what he and God has settled in his heart. And that's why we are told, judge not. And that's why also we will see surprises in heaven because some people who we thought can never be there would be there. Why is that so? In the book of Romans 2, reading from verse 13, the Bible says, for not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these, having not the law, are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts, the meanwhile, accusing or else, excusing one another in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. You see that? That's why he he says in the day when God shall judge the secrets that the Gentiles I don't know, even you not just a Gentile, I don't know what dialogue you and the Holy Spirit have had in your heart. That is a secret that I don't know. Did he convince you of your sin and you still refused to listen? I don't know. Was it so difficult that the Holy Spirit could not penetrate and therefore you, somebody did something he did without enough information to have stopped him from doing it? I don't know. I really don't know. You can have a discussion with someone on a particular issue and trying to convince the person that this thing is wrong and the person can say, I don't see it to be so. But only God knows whether he is lying or not. The person sincerely may not see it to be so and continue the innocence of his heart to do something that may be wrong. God will judge. 
but the person may still say i don't know but in his heart he knows and he's lying to me thinking that making me to think in his heart he really doesn't know god only knows but the main thing that we are learning today is that even though the gentiles or the hidden non-christians do not have the law of god god is still communing with them and trying to speak to them through their consciences for them to know right and wrong and as much as they follow what the, the, the conscience or the holy spirit tells them through the conscience as much as they fear god and understand and do what they know to be right to the extent that they do that god has judged that he will save them and that's why we read in the book of and uh, in the book of james 4 james chapter 4 now james 4 should be verse 17 he says therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin that means sin has to do with your knowledge god imputes sin on people based on how much they know not based on necessarily what the law says it is true that the law may say okay remember the sabbath day to keep it holy but somebody may not have known this and be and continue to break the sabbath how will god judge he only judges or imputes yes it's a sin to still break the sabbath but how does god judge if the person does not know god will say okay he doesn't know but what of the what the person knows if the person does is not knows to do good and does not do it what is it it's a sin but in the one that the person doesn't know god does not impute sin on the person so that's how god judges and this is why we understand that there will be surprises in heaven just like the thief on the cross at the last minute who gave his life to christ but of course it is better to give your life to christ even now and enjoy the blessing of living for him right now may that be our experience in jesus name amen surprises when we get to heaven the fifth paragraph says that the thief asked in faith in penitence in contrition he asked in earnestness we see that here this the thief on the cross expressed faith in Christ and in humility and so we can see through this text or this narrative that one of the ways we can make it to the kingdom of God is by being humble or acknowledging our sins one of the reasons we can see why some may not make it is being proud of or unrepentant of their sins but we are told here that we shall see those who we may have been surprised. We may be surprised to see and say, ah, this brother made it. Whereas in our own mind, we may have judged wrongly. So, but what I can see here is humility of heart, penitence, earnestness is a criteria to make it to heaven. In Isaiah 57 verse 15, the Bible says, For thus said the Lord, for thus said the high and lofty one that inhabited eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place, with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, 
to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. So this is he who God dwells with, those who are repentant, those who are humble, God will revive their spirit. And such was the case of the criminal on the cross. He was humble and repentant. I also want to add here that that's why when we are sowing the seed of God's word, we should not judge when it will germinate. I perceive that somebody, the criminal may have heard about Jesus from someone or somewhere. And never would the person who sowed the seed have known it would germinate into righteousness. So we should not quickly give up on people. Though they may not receive the word at the time when we are preaching or when we are speaking, but we should not give up in our minds. Just like Stephen, when he was praying, did not see Paul repent. It was later on that the Apostle Paul repented. And I believe the stars on the crown of Paul for his work of evangelism can also be attributed to the work of Stephen. Who did not give up because I think if Stephen does not have a broad mind or a large heart and he sees Paul in the heaven in heaven what do you think it would be almost like my enemy has come here again but he had a large heart before he died even asked God to not lay this sin on their charge and thank God Paul was saved out of that good heart so we should not give up on anyone okay and that means we should not make human beings our enemies for we are here to save. Jesus said he came to seek and save that which was lost. So we can get from this picture that when God says he does not look at the outward appearance, you can now understand what he is looking for in the heart. He's looking for those who are humble and contrite. Brosike has already mentioned some of the concerns God has. And then here, in which case we may not be seeing those things which he's looking out for. In Jeremiah 9.23, God will also say that let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, nor the rich man in his riches, nor the wise man in his wisdom, but let him that glory, glory in this, that he understands me. And he is a Lord that loves loving kindness, righteousness, and judgment. In which case, God's emphasis is not in the external, as to the things which we used to exalt or praise men, but in character, deep-seated character of righteousness, judgment. So now, I remember also that in the case of um, Saul, one of the reasons why God rejected him was he was not, he did not admit his faults. He was not humble to admit his errors. Whereas in David's case, David, when Nathan confronted him, accepted his faults. I know that when Saul uh, Samuel told Saul that he, why did you disobey the go, dis, disobey God? And the Bible said, and Saul said to Samuel, "Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me." That was not what God asked him to do, but he still remained uh, stubborn to the fact that he had obeyed God. So there are also cases where sometimes we have people. Who may be flocking to the churches or uh, in large numbers having a mind as though they were worshiping God really but their hearts are far away from God in Matthew I remember Matthew 15 God will say that these people draw it nigh unto me with their mouths 
and honoured me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. A similar text in Ezekiel, you find where God spoke to Ezekiel and said, "The son of," he said, "Also, thou son of man, the children of thy people are talking against thee by the walls and in the doors of the houses, and speak one to another, every one to his brother, saying, Come, I pray you, and hear what is the word that cometh forth from the Lord." Now this is it's almost like they are eager to hear the word of God. But look at what God said, and they come unto thee as the people cometh. And they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy words, but they will not do them. For with their mouths they shew much love, but their hearts goeth after their covetousness. And lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that hath a pleasant voice, and can play well on an instrument, for they hear thy words, but they do them not so in our own hu- human estimation these people are very religious very at uh, their attend services up and down day in day out but god is looking at their heart which even ezekiel could not see neither could samuel who was quoted in this man test he could not see it that these people were only doing lip service so the way god sees is far deeper however we can learn from this to be very humble which are the virtues God likes, to be repentant, to love righteousness, justice, and to be obedient to the word of God, so that we will indeed make it to the kingdom of God. And may God help us. Amen. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, that you have prepared much surprises for us in heaven even to the extent that you have individuals whom you want us to meet over there also. O Lord, we pray that you keep our own souls in order and you help us, Lord, to walk in faith that we may be part of the redeemed and part of those who shall see the surprises you have prepared for us in heaven. Now, Lord, we commit ourselves to your care, trusting that you will do this work. Take care of us, O Lord, and help everyone who is fainting, everyone who who has not yet given himself to you as he should, as the dying thief did, and everyone also who is struggling, that then we, O oh Lord, shall find in Christ a Savior, that as the dying thief was saved, O oh Lord, we also shall be saved. We thank you for hearing our prayer tonight. Bless us, and we will unite again to listen to your words as you gather us in the morning, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.